Shopping Shop with Teresa and Bree, the show where we dish out tips and advice for mystical business owners and service providers. So you might be asking yourself, what is a mystical business owner exactly? Well, if you work as a tarot card reader, astrologer, Reiki healer, intuitive counselor, oracle medium, or if you do any kind of spiritual or mystical art as part of your profession, we're talking about you. I'm Teresa, and... And I'm Bree. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. So we've both been self-employed sacred artists running our own businesses for decades upon decades. Teresa and I have quite a few years in the game between us. We know what goes into running a successful business, and we know how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat and keep things rocking along. We sure do. It's been a long grind. <laughs> We've got a lot. I like to say we're walking <laughs> the truth when it comes to our business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyhow, we do this show together once a month because we love sharing the business strategies that we've learned over the years. And most importantly, our goal is to see our fellow sacred artists thrive and succeed. Yes. That is that is why we do this. That's why we we started this in the first place and why we've been doing it all of these years. So in each episode of Talking Shop, we tackle a different topic. And today's topic is rituals to start your year off right. Thanks for tuning in to listen. Let's get this show started. I am so stoked to talk to you today, Bree. <laughs> I am so excited to talk with you, too. When we were planning this year's lineup of shows, we both got really excited about the idea of starting off with rituals to start the year off, right? Because they're kind of everywhere you look right now, right? Like my inbox is inundated yeah. with different advice and tips and techniques yep. to start the year off, right? So I think this is such an important topic to begin with. Right, and you know, at the beginning of the year, too, one of the things is a lot of times we're seeing all these rituals about health and fitness and wellness, but, you know, we want our businesses to be healthy and well, too, and having different rituals and routines can help us to keep our businesses physically fit as well, right? Yes, yes, absolutely, and you and I, I mean, we come together in so many different places, but one of the places that we really come together is we love creating rituals, and we have our little rituals for end of year, beginning of year that are specific to our business that I think I definitely have noticed, like, since implementing different rituals for my business, that it has been more successful, and the year has just started off, you know, with more clarity and more lucidity, which is saying a lot because I have a six-year-old and that means mm-hmm. that the first week of January for me, we're still on break, you know, and my husband right. and I both work from home. So, like, there's not a lot of time, and yet my business always feels like it comes off on a solid start. Yep, absolutely. And I, I've also found, too, that, you know, starting the year off right is so absolutely essential because it's really easy to just get tapped into just doing your daily grind and not being intentional. And I think ritual is all about intentional, about being intentional, correct? Yes, yes, very much so. Yeah, I mean, you know, ritual is something that, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that people talk about ritual and think about it. 
But as you know, I'm a little bit of a nerd, and so I always like to go back to the root of the words that we use. And the root of the word ritual actually goes all the way back to Sanskrit, which is one of the oldest languages that we have. And the root means to have success, right, Mm. to be successful. Um, And so the idea to me of, of what a ritual is, is, you know, a ritual is an act. Then the acting part is really important. It's something that you do, and you can do it regularly. You can do it once in a lifetime. You can do it once a year at a specific time of year. And you can do it every day, right? But it's an act that you participate in that is, is aimed at creating success and happiness and joy in some specific way. So, you know, an example that I often think of and share with my students is, you know, if one of your goals in life, one of my goals definitely, and Teresa, I know you'll feel me on this, is to have healthy teeth, right? Good dental hygiene is important. So if that's one of my goals, then one of the rituals that I do actually twice a day is I brush and I floss my teeth, right? Really banal, we don't think of brushing our teeth as like, you know, lighting candles or burning incense or some, like, sexy ritual setting. But it absolutely is a ritual, and the aim is to have success in having, you know, good dental hygiene. And so it becomes a ritual in in that way. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that, and I think that the intention is absolutely the, the core piece here. You know, if you know what it is that you want to accomplish, then it really does help you get into alignment with whatever you're going to do mm-hmm. to accomplish that thing from the beginning. Right on. You know, it's so interesting that uh, the word ritual comes from Sanskrit. You know, the word tantra also is a Sanskrit word, and so many people confuse tantra with sex. And I always like to bl- I like to blame that on Sting's wife. Yes. But ta- tantra <laughs> actually means ritual, which is really interesting. So, like the tantric. Um, arm of yoga is really about rituals, and people get that completely confused. So I found that really fascinating. That's right. That's exactly right. That's totally, totally, totally correct. And so I think think that, you know, one of the things that can really help, and even mystical business owners, like I find this with my students, and I'd be interested to hear if you do, you know, when we talk about ritual or we talk about magic or even tarot, right, or astrology, like, people often, even today, we still kind of limit the scope of those things. And so mm-hmm. I think that if we can broaden out the meaning of ritual and see that, you know, ritual is not something that you only do when, you know, Jupiter is sextile to the sun and the moon is full and, you know, the stars are out but something that you absolutely can participate in every day, I think that it starts to feel a lot more relevant. Like you can actually apply it to your business, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, people, I think what you made a really great point about people assume when they hear the word ritual that it means, you know, lighting candles and burning incense. And I mean, I grew up really super Catholic, so that's, of course, a word that comes to mind. But even simple rituals are day-to-day things, like brushing the teeth. I think that's such a beautiful analogy, and it really keeps 
that gives a really clear idea of what ritual is all about. Yes, yes. And I think another thing that will is if we share some mm-hmm. of our rituals. So I thought we could start by I wanted to ask you, and you can ask me, um, but do you have a ritual that you use at the beginning of your year? Like do you have a ritual that kind of kickstarts the new year for you? I actually have some rituals and superstitions. Now, I don't know if that's the same. You know, I know those are two separate mm-hmm. things, but so my the ritual that I use, and this is actually something I've been doing for a number of years, is um, on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is my absolute favorite holiday. It uh, it's my favorite day of the year because for me it always has that fresh start vibe. And what I yeah. like to do is I like to think about you know what is going to be the energy that I want to have happen for my business for the year. And I like to pick my business, I like to pick my numerology number. My numerology number, you take the your day and month of your birth and you add it up with the current year. So with 2018, you know, you're going to pick, you'll add that up and then you get your number. And so this year my number was one. And one is all new beginnings. So Ooh, what I, I like do is, it. yes, and I've got a lot of new things happening this year. So what I do is, once I'm clear on the number, then I pick a theme song to resonate with that number. And as soon as the clock turns and the ball drops, I listen to my little theme song for the next year, and that sets the tone. The other thing that I like to do is I pick a word for the year, and I put it on a sticky note where I can see it every single day so I can really bring that energy forward into everything that I do. Now, these are a little bit of, like, magical rituals that I like to do, and they're magic for me. They work wonders. They've, Again, I've been doing this for a long time, and it really does seem to set the right intention in my business. Always seems to go um, right along with what that word is. In fact, one year I picked this one song, and I wasn't careful about the lyrics. <laughs> and I had <laughs> lyrics in there about someone stealing my swag, and sure enough, somebody went and stole my web copy that year, like shortly <gasps> after I put that theme song up. So now I've learned to be very intentional about the song I pick. I listen to the lyrics. I read the lyrics. I make sure that I am ready to listen to that song and to put that energy and imbue imbue that into my year. So that's one thing, and the word for the year is the other thing. But I'm also very superstitious about who the first client of the year is because uh-huh. I think that also, as crazy as it sounds, I think that sets the tone. And if I have somebody that I really love, which I did this year, and I usually engineer it so I only have people I love, uh, as my first person of the year, I know it's going to set the right tone. So mm, that's my thing. I love that. What about you? What are what are some yearly rituals that you like to do? Is there anything that you do special at the beginning of the year? Yes. So you know, my family is Southern, and so food is, I mean, like, we could have a whole show on the ritual around food, mm-hmm. um, but food is super important for us, and so we have always, ever since, you know, I remember anything, ever since I was a little bitty girl, we have always taken a special care to have black-eyed peas and cornbread and um, collard greens during New Year's Day. And each of those foods has magical significance. So the black-eyed peas, peas and beans are considered lucky and bringers of good luck. The cornbread is for gold coming into your Mm. life. 
And the collard greens are for green cash in your pocket. So the foods are really significant. And then when I married my husband, he is from Pennsylvania. And so I learned, I got to learn about their food traditions around New Year's Day, um, which is pork and sauerkraut and like very German, um, you know, fare. And so now I have incorporated that into our New Year's feast as well. And usually we go and we have a big feast with the whole family. And usually I cook everything on that day. I get a pass on Christmas and then I cook on New Year's. And I really enjoy that because it gives me an opportunity to just magically imbue everything. So that's one thing that's a really big deal um, for my family, and it's, it's a really big deal for us. Like, even my husband this year, who's watching his salt intake, I was like, you have to have black-eyed peas. You just, you know, you can't, you can't go into 2018 without them. So that one is huge. I always pick a tarot card for the year. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I, and this year it was really interesting because my husband picked his, and then I picked mine, and they were the same. And so that was kind of funny. Um, And then I also always, the very first thing that I do on the new year, right, so after the ball drops and midnight has struck, um, after I have a little champagne and I kiss my guy, I, I do whatever it is that I want to give first place of priority and importance in my business, I go ahead and I do it. So this year, as we went into 2018, I sat down at my desk and I wrote a little bit for my book, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, like some some years it's been, you know, paying a really big bill, right? Some years it's been making a really, like, sizable investment. Some years it's been shooting off an email to a lawyer because I wanted to get my legal ducks in a row. So it changes year to year, and it really depends on where my business is at and what my business needs. But I always take that first act, and I feel like that really sets the tone for my business for the coming year. So those are a few of the things that we do that I really love. I love it. You know, I forgot about the food thing. One of the things my husband and I love to do is we have a really decadent meal on New Year's Eve. We always have a surf and turf that I make with twice-baked potatoes and some kind of, like, really yummy dessert. You know, it's like really bringing in that whole vibe of, you know, something affluent, something decadent. So I, I also, that's kind of our little ritual, too. We've been doing that also for years. Um, I when I was that. a kid, one of the things we had was because we're my family's uh, dad. My dad was 100% German. Although, by the way, we did that ancestry.com. I found out I'm Scandinavian. Uh-huh. And I know that's from dad's side of the family. They just didn't know it. Oh, uh, totally. But anyhow, totally. my dad, you know, as German, we also had pickled herring because the silver on the yeah. fish symbolizes like money and prosperity. That was our thing. Oh, I love that! I love that. That is so cool. Now I had not heard that one. I love it. I think that is awesome. And, you know, another thing that might be useful for people is do you have any rituals that you do as the year ends and the new year begins that are like review type rituals yes. or that close out the the year? So tell us tell us about this because I always think that how you end something is as important as how you start it. 
Well, one of the things that I do that's really important is to make sure all of my finances are completely organized at the end of the year. That means I make sure all of my record keeping is done. Now, it's not totally done. I mean, of course, I have to wait until any bills come in in January to make sure it's, you know, on top of that for my accountant. But I want to make sure everything is really super organized. I also shred old papers, and then I create new files for 2018 or the year, whatever the year is, so that way I'm all set up to start keeping track of my receipts and my money. And I make sure my checkbook is balanced down to the penny for the business. You know, it's like all the money stuff is straightened out. So that way I'm aware of where I'm at with my any bills. Um, I have my record keeping almost ready to go for my accountant. In fact, I just booked my accountant today. I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks. Um, I just make sure all of those things are done and closed out so I'm not – unaware of what my money is. You know, I'm really into, like, managing money. So (laughs) that's one thing that's a really important ritual. It's like I want to make sure all that stuff is done and the files are ready and everything needs to be shredded is shredded. What about you? Do you have anything that you do to close out your year? I love that. I love that. I'm the same way. I make sure, especially, I want to make sure that all of my bills are paid, right? And I do that both for tax reasons. And then also because I don't want to go into the new year with any, you know, bill that I'm going to pay hanging over my head, right? And so I'm a a big believer in that. Um, I also, I do a Vanish and Burn community ceremony that I have done myself, like, pretty much my whole life, where I took whatever you know, I would I would write down whatever had come up in 2017 that I was really ready to release and let go of, and I did not want to carry it with me into the next year. I would write that down, and I would burn it in a fire that was made mm. of specific wood, and, and various offerings were made. So about five years ago, I opened that up to the whole community. And so now, you know, I had in this last Banish and Burn, we had hundreds of petitions that came in of people, you know, saying what they were going to to leave in the old year and not carry into the new year. So I really love that. And then the other thing that I really like um, is I go over, I journal every day. And so my husband and I, um, and he journals too, we went to a really nice hotel and we sat down by the fire. This was actually something one of my students suggested that we do. And we reviewed our journal from 2017. And that that. was such a, it was really cool. And I thought of you actually like being the Gemini that you are and knew that you would dig this. It was really cool because what I saw was I saw places where I had made really smart business decisions. Mm -hmm. I saw places, you know, including things I had decided, like, not to buy or not to do. And I saw patterns that came up in my business that were really, really interesting. And so then as I sat down to um, plan kind of the final part of 2018 from a business perspective, I had that hindsight you know, that was fresh in my mind. And so that really helped me, even just like really practically, like thinking about mm-hmm. when do I want to schedule something for? You know, I had those notes. So those were three things that I did that I really liked. I love that. I, you know what? I keep a journal too. I'm going to have to go back and look. And it's so interesting because this last year, 
I know that there were a lot of things I, I did that were very different. I did a book tour. And then I also this year eliminated some things. And now at yeah. the end of the year, I'm feeling really good about those decisions. But I'll go back and I'll have to review that. That's so brilliant. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Well, like I said, a student actually gave me that idea. Yeah. And I dug it. I dug it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So, you know, we've talked about this yearly stuff, but what about weekly rituals? Do you have any weekly rituals that you do for your business? Yes, I definitely do. So on Sundays, I pull cards for the week. And I have, you know, I have, I pull, I'm thinking, I pull from four different decks. And I have a deck of playing cards, actually. Playing cards are some of the first cards that I learned how to read in a divinatory way. Um, It's very, like, old school, you know. And I pull a playing card, and the playing card specifically speaks to my business. So this week, yesterday, I pulled, for instance, and it was the King of Wands. So, you know, I'm, I am definitely looking for it to be an action-filled week with a lot of creative energy going in various directions, um, you know, managing and taking control in the areas that need to be controlled. And so I do that. I pull a card like that every week that just kind of, you know, gives me a little insight into what do I really need to know, what energy do I really need to be aware of as I go into the week with my business. Well, that's one of mine. What about you? So I have a few different rituals that I do. The first thing is uh, Saturday after I close down the office, I sit down with my planner and I look over the last week's notes um, to see if I got everything done on my list. And then I sit down and I do a little like journaling about my my week and how I'm feeling and all of that. And then I lay out my plan for the year. Or not for the year. I, of course I lay out a plan for a year, but I lay out my plan for the week. And what I also do is I take some time then to look at the planetary things that are happening for the week. And so I'll also mark off in my planner, you know, which days are looking really favorable, which days are looking sticky, when the void, of course, moon is, those sorts of things. So that way I can make sure that I am working with the energy of the planets as well as possible. So I have all of that marked out for the week. So it's really a two-part thing. It's journaling, you know, and then scheduling my planner, but um, also making sure that everything that's scheduled is really coinciding with what's happening in the cosmos. So those are my things. What about I, you? I love that. I love that. And, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned the astrology component because I know this girl, this lady, her name is Teresa, and she has this <laughs> awesome new <laughs> astrology for your business subscription service that I just signed up for that I freaking love. I love this. Um so I do. I have to like I have to give you props because I got my digest yesterday. And those of you who don't know, this is Teresa's new offering and it is basically an amazing digest you receive on Sundays. You subscribe to it, it's ninety nine dollars a year. It's really like reasonable. I think that this I mean, I know how much time it takes to put astro information together. Yep. So like this is beyond reasonable. Pennies on the dollar, people. Um, but, you know, I love it, Teresa, because I now I don't have to do it, right? You're doing it for me, yep. so it's like a lazy woman's way, um, but I'm totally okay with that. Um, <laughs> I accept it. So 
I get all of this information from Teresa about, you know, what is happening with the stars, what is happening planetarily. Now, I know quite a bit about astrology myself, um, so I really appreciate it, but you can be somebody who doesn't know a thing about astrology and get a lot out of this because, you know, Teresa and I have both watched our businesses, what happens when we pay attention to what's happening astrologically versus what happens when we don't. And right. it is, the difference is significant, right? It's significant enough that I consider having Teresa's Digest like an, an essential business expense. And, and I did it on Sunday, so it's perfect because I do my card and then I sit down and I look at that Digest and I, and I, and I look at my planner and I think, okay, oh hey, I needed to know about that tricky square that's coming up, okay, maybe that's not the day that I send out the email, right? Or maybe that's the day that, like, if a client has a really difficult time, you know, I I am a little bit more loving and tender than I might usually be. I'm not impatient, you know. Just things like that can make such a huge difference to your day-to-day experience and your bottom line. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, The other ritual that I do once a week for my business basically at the same time, is I go through all of my appointments with clients and I email all of them a reminder. And I do that on Sunday. And that way I have, you know, I've set the stage for the business I have coming in. I've let everyone know so that if I have a missed appointment, which I rarely do, like we all know that that the reminder was sent out. And that makes a huge difference. It's just one thing to take off my list. I don't have to think about it for the rest of the week. And it also is just a way to, like, reach out to everyone. So I really, I enjoy that, too. But I'm glad you mentioned the astrology because your Astro Biz Digest has been amazing. Thank you. You know, it's so funny because um, I've been using astrology for my business for so long, and it works. And, you know, a couple years ago I thought, gee, I should show – well, first of all, you know, one of the things I do is I map out my year in advance. And so I have everything, like, super mapped out. And um, I even put it up on a big wall calendar. And so a couple of years ago, I thought, gee, you know, this might help other entrepreneurs. So I launched the Entrepreneur Cast, and it's been a huge seller because um, a lot of people are looking at wanting to map out their year. But the Astrobiz Digest is kind of like going into the real nitty-gritty weekly things, which is, again, all yeah. stuff that I do for myself. And I just started thinking this last year, you know, you're, you're sitting here doing this every week for yourself. Why not put something together to really help other entrepreneurs? And, you know, it's interesting because um, I subscribe to some astrology things, too. You know, I have a paid subscription to, like, Mystic Medusa. i got a couple other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Because I'm an astrology fanatic. But oftentimes they're talking mostly about personal development and romance. And, you know, sometimes I get really impatient with that because my brain really goes towards I want to know about business. I don't care about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, that sounds terrible to say. And there's really nothing out there that does it. And that was one of the other reasons. It's like, you know, I'm always talking about business and astrology for business. You know, if no one wants to do it, well, fine, I'll do it then. And so, you know, I really got inspired to do that. And last year I beta tested it. I really worked at formulating it to make sure that I was going to have a tight product. And um, I'm really proud of it. And I think it's going to help a lot of people because, again, 
when you're aware of how the energy is operating, whether it's good or not so good, you know what? Your business flows a lot better. I know when I started using astrology seriously for my business, my business just flowed better. And even during hard times and difficult times, I came out totally fine on top. It's because I yep. watched the planet. Yep. Yeah, you know, I I get your entrepreneur test, and I really love that, too. But there's a real difference between, like, looking at the year and kind of knowing, okay, okay you know, Saturn's in Capricorn in 2018, yep. and Pluto's in Capricorn, too. And, you know, okay, what does that mean kind of in broad strokes versus, hey, look, here's what Venus is up to this week. And, you know, I will yep. sometimes, like, I'll, I'll look at what my schedule is, and sometimes I will change things. You know, if there's something that I missed, you know, when I was setting the schedule, then I will change it. You know, if, if I feel like the planetary energy would really support a thing or might make it a little bit more sticky to accomplish yep. it, you know, I'll change things up. And I think that that really is is such a valuable insight to have. So I'm really glad you created the product. And, I mean, I love, 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 love getting it. So Thank it's, it's you. Huge. It's, such, it's such a great service. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing totally. is we have to have an overarching theme. And like the slower-moving planets and eclipses and all that, you can map those out really easily for an overarching theme. Well, I shouldn't say easily. You know, astrology is a lot of work. But, you know, so yeah, when I do yeah. my, my own little entrepreneur cast, I have all my overarching themes. I'm aware of what Saturn's doing, what Jupiter's doing, all of that. So the difference between that and the Astro Biz Digest is Astro Biz Digest, again, is going through the daily stuff. And, and, I mean, there's no way you could put that all in an entrepreneur cast because it would take forever. And there are, certain, oh, yeah. there are certain things that are so important to business that business owners don't realize, like void, of course, moons. I never launch anything or get into an important meeting during a void, of course, moon because I know nothing much is going to come out of it. So I'm aware okay. of that stuff. Um, yeah, and that's hopefully yeah. I'm, I'm going to help other people to do that. So, yeah, love that stuff. I love it. I love it. And that's it. kind of I our daily it. ritual, too. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I I mean, I, I look at the moon every single day. I look at the moon and I look at my own chart every single day just to notice, like, okay, what's happening? Because, like you said, void, of course, moons are a great example. And for people who don't know what that is, a void, of course, moon is basically when the moon is in a sign, right, any sign, and it's touched on the last celestial body in that sign. So let's say the moon's in Scorpio and it passes over Jupiter, and now it's floating through Scorpio on its way to Sagittarius. There's right. nothing else in Scorpio. That's what a void, of course, moon is. So I love void, of course, moons for wrapping up stuff, bookkeeping, um, you know, finishing up projects. Like, I like them for any kind of, like, detail work like that. Completely agree with you. Like, do not want to launch. Do not do not particularly want to like be social, right? Like right. kind of want to be in like analysis, research, bookkeeping mode, which every business needs. So I mean, they they work out really well. Um, so definitely, you know, another daily ritual that I have, I love lodestones. So that's wait, what was that for those of you who? Okay, so it's called a lodestone. It's, oh, the lodestone. Yeah, I know what those are. But anyhow, go yeah, ahead. S T. 
O-N-E. Yeah, so lodestones, they're, they're natural. They're also known as magnetic hematite. Sometimes they're known as magnetite. And they are called nature's magnets. And they are worked with in several different folk magic traditions as um, basically magnets that can be worked with to attract whatever you want to you. So I have a lodestone that is dedicated to my business. And I feed it with magnetic sands or iron filings every single day. This is one of my daily rituals, asking that, you know, my beloved clients and my beloved students come in. If I launch something that people love it, they go for it, they buy it. Mm. And also asking that, you know, whatever I need to know and whatever I need to do to help my community becomes really clear to me. And I that's something that I do first thing in the morning every single day. And I really love that little ritual. It just sets the intention for my business, both so that my business is sustainable and sustained, but also so that I, you know, am in touch with the community and have a sense of, like, what is really needed right now. Right on. That's so beautiful. I love that. You know, one of my daily rituals that I do, and it's very, very simple, is before I begin work, I love to, like, bless my office. So I light the candles, I do a little incense, you know, I have little sprays for, you know, kind of clearing energy, like I have a smudge spray that has, uh, I think it's got uh, sage and some frankincense in it, and I just love Mm -hmm. doing that. So that way, as soon as I sit down to begin to work with my clients, the energy has already been made really sacred, so it feels like, okay, now we're ready to work. And at the end of the day, the blowing out of the candle is really symbolic of the day is done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, because you see people in person, that well, is that's so... rare nowadays. I hardly ever. Uh, I stopped seeing people in person Two years ago, I only have a couple people grandfathered in, so most of my work oh, okay. is so then this is That's great. So then this is something that you do. I do the same thing. I do it for my whole yeah. house, but this is something that you do for your office, whether you're seeing anyone or not, and I yep. really love that. I love the fact that, like, this is, you know, you're, you're blessing this space for yourself, so whatever you're doing, even if it's just you, like, Yep. You're in that. You're in that sacred space. I think that's so smart. So, so and it's smart. so important because you know when I'm going into my tarot work, when I'm working with a client, and you know this, when you're working with clients, you're in a different zone. So you want to make sure yeah. that that zone is set up. That's also one of the reasons why I like doing my yoga and meditation in the morning too. I want to be prepared. I want to have the the vibe set. Uh, I want to be centered, I want to be grounded, I want to be present for the client. So these things are rituals that get me ready for to serve. And then at the end of the day, when my yes. day is done, it's also when I blow up that candle, it's a reminder. Now listen, Teresa, you don't need to be sitting on that email at 8, 10 o'clock at night and answering emails. They can wait till tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's also kind of yeah. in that headspace. You know, so that's you know, a really good point about ritual is the way that it opens and it closes because so often right like we will carry our work with us and at eight o'clock at night you're like still doing something so i really like that point that you made i think that's critical 
you know what's really interesting? I took a class, uh, took a few classes with Damian Eccles this year, and he's just such a talented magician. And I learned about the, you know, banishing rituals and other really interesting ceremonial magic rituals. And I'm, I'm really kind of like a little gun shy about playing around with it, but I, I've been playing with it a little bit to see how it might also create that sacred vibe. I love stuff like that, you know, which, yeah. which makes me want to ask you, what do you think about magic? How do you think stuff like that can help an entrepreneur? I mean, kind of what we're talking about is a little bit magical stuff, and you're mentioning lodestones and stuff. How might that stuff help an entrepreneur in your opinion? Yeah, so you know what's really cool about magic, and I'm somewhat familiar with Damien's work, um, mostly through you, and he sounds amazing. I can't wait until I meet him. Um, but definitely in the traditions that I come out of, which are more folk magic traditions, um, I always say, like, it's the magic of the people. Um, you know, business success is actually one of the most emphasized goals magically, um, which I think surprises a lot of people. You know, when you walk in to a bookstore and you get a book on magic, often, you know, often people are looking for either help in relationships or general kind of like self-development. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and they miss, you know, the fact that so much magic is specifically geared towards not just prosperity, but business success and prosperity. So, you know, I think that that incorporating some magic into your business, into your practices, is something that's really smart, and it is very traditional. Like, there are many, many people all around the world who actually do it on a regular basis. And I think sometimes in America and in developed countries, we forget about this. Um, but, you know, it's really, it can be really profound. So, you know, a couple of examples that I can give, um, one is the lodestone that I already talked about. A lot of people who are working, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, one of the big things that you struggle with as an entrepreneur in many cases is regular cash flow. And so, you know, there are many different rites and spells and tricks um, that deal with putting a lodestone, like, in your cash box and feeding it every day so that you have steady cash coming in. So, you know, that's just, it's a little thing that you can do, and the people who do it swear by it, Right. Um, you know, some people have, I live in San Antonio, right, and we have a very large Mexican and Mexican-American population. And so if you go into many Mexican restaurants or places of business here, you'll see that there's a little shrine above the cash register or right by the cash register. Usually it has a St. Martin Caballero, which is a, a man on a horse. It's a saint mm-hmm. statue. And there's dollar bills. Um, you know, either strung around him or taped to the statue. He is one of the saints that is worked with in Mexican folk magic traditions to bring prosperity, bring abundance, bring in money, and also help a business keep the money, right? So bringing in money is one part. Holding on to your money is something different. 
you go to an Indian uh, food restaurant, you'll often see a little shrine to Ganesh, right? Very similar. So, you know, those are both great examples of magic that a lot of people have come into contact with in one way or another. And and then, you know, there are there are so many cool techniques that, that people do. You know, for entrepreneurs, depending on where you're working, what you're doing, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have to have a bridge job um, at some point. You know, as you're starting up your business, maybe you need to have health insurance, maybe you need to have that steady paycheck coming as you're starting your business. So they're working in a bridge job that they don't particularly love, right? It's not their passion. It's not their thing. And in many cases, they may even feel like there is some difficulty. And, you know, Teresa, you had mentioned, like, using a smudge spray mm-hmm. in your in your reading room, right, in your office to kind of set the tone. I'll often tell my entrepreneurs who are working a bridge job where maybe they don't feel totally stable, maybe they don't feel totally secure, to make a little sacred spray for themselves, right, and to go in early and to just spray their area very lightly, right, not calling attention to yourself, but just creating like a little force field or a little shield so that, you know, you're able to do what needs to be done, you're able to bring in whatever you need to bring in, that then will allow you to really start to make that transition to your passion, your full-time gig whatever that happens to be. So, you know, those are just a handful of examples. But I think that magic, um, bringing magic into entrepreneurship makes a ton of sense. You know, it's something that that really starts to show you choices that you didn't think was available before. And I have a lot of corporate people. You know, I have a lot of people who work in corporate high-level positions who, for instance, have me do a candle for them every month because, you know, they have learned in their work that every little bit helps, right? And so you do the practical, but you back it up with the magical, and that way you're really covering all of your bases. So that's my take on it. What about you? Because I'm sure that you have talked with many people who incorporate it in different ways. I have talked with people who incorporate it in, in many ways, but, you know, I really think you've covered this so brilliantly that I don't think I really have anything more to add to that. I mean, seriously, uh, I love the way you've, you talk about magic, and it makes so much sense the way you talk about it. So I don't think I have anything to add, you know. And actually, I you dig know, it. <laughs> 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 this well said, why should I try to, like, uh, add anything to it? I mean, it was just really, I, I love it. So, you know, we've talked about magic. We've talked about watching the planets. And I think we're going to finish off with one more question that kind of combines the planets and magic. And I think new moons and full moons are really important. So, Dish, what are your rituals around new moons or full moons? I want to know what you do for your business, if anything, around those times. Yes. So I, I pay attention to both of them. I love both of them. On the full moon, I do something for my business and for my community. So I have a service called Here Be Dragons. And every full moon, we, you know, I basically present kind of the theme of the full moon going off of astrology. And, you know, the various things that this full moon is really helpful for people to work on. So, like, we have an upcoming full moon and lunar eclipse. 
in Leo at the end of the month on the 31st. And Leo full moons are really good times to like deal with visibility issues. Like if you, if you want to be seen, if you want to be heard, right? If you want to step into a new level of sovereignty, like the Leo full moon is a prime time to do it. And so my whole community has a chance to participate. The ceremony is $10. I create a big altar and I do something for all of us. Now, for my business in particular, that that is really what I do because it's the time of the community coming together and feasting. If there has been a big win or a big success in my business, I will also take some time during the full moon. And a lot of times because it's it's the best schedule for us, it will be like in the morning for breakfast and my husband and I will go out and we'll celebrate, whatever that mm-hmm. is. Because to me, the full moon is really a, a time of celebrating what's gone right. And I think so often we're taught to, like, look at what's not going right. And so I think right. it's important to celebrate. Now, for the new moon, I set my wish or my intention for the month. <clears throat> whatever it is that I want to, whatever seeds I want to sow, whatever it is that I want to see manifest, I usually will write that down in my journal, and depending on what it is, I might do a little magic with it, right? I might create a little candle ritual, or I might create a little prayer bag that I'm going to wear for the month, right? It just depends on what it is, but that is kind of my personal, you know, setting intention, getting clear, and creating some magic day, and I also like on the the new moon, I like mm-hmm. to take a spiritual bath. I'm really into sacred bathing, so I like to take a really nice bath with, like, bath products that I love and put on new clothes. You know, that that to me is, like, new moon magic. So what about you? Because I know that you love the moon, too. I do. And the full moon is more of a time for me to do more, like, meditative, reflective things. So that's usually what I will do during a full moon. That's the time where I really love to do some journaling, some you know, reflecting on how did the month go, did this work out, what worked, what didn't work. So it's it's a time to reflect. But my new moon is my time also to set intentions. So I sit down and I write down ten intentions every new moon. And that's something I picked up from uh, Jan Spiller. She's got a wonderful book about uh, new moon astrology, I think it's called. And it, it's all about using the new moon and using the energy to set intentions. And I've been using that for my business now for a couple of years. I've got to tell you, there's something about that new moon. Um, it's really it's really magical for planting those seeds and intentions, and i got to say it works. So that's what I do. It's simple. It's easy. And it's another way, again, to remain conscious and mindful with your business, which I think ultimately what we're talking about is that. And one of my beliefs is the more conscious you are, the more awake at the wheel you are in your business and in your life, the more your business and your life can thrive. Yes, yes, amen to that. So believe it or not, because we could talk about this for another like three hours, um, this (laughs) wraps up our episode of Talking Shop. So Teresa, what was your biggest takeaway from this discussion? My favorite takeaway was when you talked about magical and practical going together in business. I think that is so true because I think magic is actually pretty practical, and you really uh, said that quite well. So that is my biggest takeaway. I love that. 
What about you? What was your biggest takeaway or maybe favorite nugget of advice from everything we just talked about? By the way, I'm really into this lodestone thing, so you know I'm going to be picking your brain about that. (laughs) But what is your biggest (laughs) favorite nugget or advice from everything we just talked about? Uh, Thank you so much. I have a long article on lodestone that I will uh, post when we make this live. So I really love your... Your, um, I mean, I really love your approach to astrology, but I also really loved the <clears throat> right that you do of being very intentional and deliberate with your first client of the year. I think for a lot of our people, right, a lot of the people listening in, that is something that is it's very small and it's very subtle, but I bet that it makes a world of difference. And it I sure do. does. I love that. Yeah. I dig it. Well, before we sign off, we have our little ritual, a happy reminder. If you love Talking Shop, don't forget that you can listen to all of the previous shows for free on iTunes, Stitcher, and now we're on Google Play, too. And you can just look for Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, and you'll find all the episodes there. You can also visit the Talking Shop archives. You can just go to thetarolady.com, and you'll see a tab called Free Resources. If you hop on down to the podcast, you'll find Talking Shop and my other podcasts. So that's another place you can listen. And if you like this show, please leave a kind review on iTunes, because this is going to help more metaphysical business owners find their way to Talking Shop. Okay, folks, that's a wrap for this episode. Please join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop. Until then, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com, and Bree, Tell them where they can find you and where they can find the archives on your site. Yes, I will. All right, everyone. So you can find me at com, And when you go there, there is a tab called Resources. Click on that, and you will see Talking Shop show up. You can click on that, and it will also take you to the archives where all of our archive shows live. Thanks again, Everyone for listening, we're so delighted to have you, and we hope that you all keep taking action to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. Stay on your grind, make it a great month, we know that you will. Have a great day. Bye.